Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Tagliere. And Tags, I saw on Twitter that you got to meet Aaron Rodgers this weekend. I did. I took my uh, I took my son to the the zoo, and uh, we came across the goat. I mean, so I took a, <laughs> I took a picture and uh, put it up on Twitter. And uh, our bosses at Fantasy Pros said they were going to report me for uh, for basically just saying for uh, labeling someone incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, they think that it's Tom Brady, and you know, I was having this discussion. I'll call I'll call it an argument. We were arguing in the softball dugout last night. Everyone's saying it's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Like, is Aaron Rodgers, I, I think he's going to be the GOAT. I don't know if he is yet, though. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. is like if somebody wants to tell me that Tom Brady's the GOAT right now, I'm fine with them saying that because if you look at career achievements, I guess you can say that. But on the, the path that Rodgers is on, if he continues the same exact path, he's the greatest of all time. But my argument when it comes to greatest of all time is you put both of them next to each other on the same team, who is going to produce produce more? And I, I think it's Aaron Rodgers far and away. So yeah. that's why I say Rodgers is the greatest of all time. But if you want to go off resume, like the fact that Brady's done it for so long, it's impressive, man. I, I That's what I'm saying. I don't blame Amazing. people for it, but Rodgers is just, he's just a better quarterback. My problem here is, well, first of all, I don't think anyone who says Tom Brady's the best of all time, I don't have a beef with you. The only reason I have a beef with anyone like that is if they say there's no discussion. Right. Like there's definitely discussion. I've got Rodgers and then Manning. I'm sorry, Rodgers and then Marino, Manning, Brady. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. And then Unitas <laughs> is my number five. I mean, they're all really close. Um, but Marino, he went from the touchdown record was 32 and he took it to 48 his second year in the league. He changed the game. Dan Marino was so good. And the thing is, is people use the argument that he never won a Super Bowl. And that's that's why we have the conversations that if he I, was on the Patriots, he wins eight, nine Super Bowls. <laughs> Marino was the best of his time, hands down. Yeah. And that's why it's difficult to have these conversations, because Bobby and I argue till we're blue in the face. I, I say that Jordan's better. <laughs> he says LeBron. <laughs> you know, we go back and forth all the time. But in reality, I think we just have to appreciate these players for what they are. They're the greatest of their generation. And we're, we're lucky to be watching these guys. So Absolutely. when Tom Brady retires, I'm going to be sad because, uh, you know, one of the the greats is, is moving on in his life but fortunately we have Aaron Rodgers who just happens to be what I believe to be the greatest quarterback of all time and by the way if you hate tags for saying that let him know on Twitter at Mike Tagliere NFL I'm at Bobby Fantasy Pro um, we've gone back and forth on this so many times not not tags and I but with you know our listeners and stuff and I'm sorry, you're not going to you're not going to change your minds. We are we are settled here. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm actually pretty excited, Bobby. So um, this weekend on Friday, I started a. It's so. I started a dynasty league. It's it's with with guys from Major League Baseball and guys from the the industry and a girl actually, Brandon Marion Lee, friend of the show. She's in this cool. league as well. And it's so it's a it's a dynasty startup auction. So it's it's a totally different draft. A lot of people aren't this involved in fantasy, but it was a fun league that I got invited into. So I want you to hear my roster so far because just that because sounds amazing. I am, by the way, I a dynasty psyched. startup auction. Oh no, it's there's so much to this league, but uh, you have two starting flex spots. But here's my starting lineup so far, and I've spent a lot of my budget, but Here's my roster: Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, and Rex Burkhead as my running backs. Burkhead, oh, Burkhead I'm, is your I'm, number two. I'm still looking for someone there. Don't worry, we're getting Ooh. there. But my wide receivers and my two flex spots: Amari Cooper, AJ Green, Stephon Diggs, Sammy Watkins, Josh Gordon. Whoa! And, and my tight end is Hunter Henry. I, so obviously, I'm going to need like a, a short term replacement for Hunter Henry this year. I'm thinking like if I can get Jordan Reed, if I can get uh, someone like. Well, that's a three game replacement. Well. No, no, <laughs> three game replacement, or like maybe even Delaney Walker. Maybe I can get him cheap. But I am psyched at the start of this draft, man. Like I, I feel like that starting lineup is just. I don't think that you could get a team like that if you were to do a dynasty startup draft 
in, in you know in snake fashion. You know, it sounds like I drafted that team besides Rex Burkhead. Yeah, Burkhead. That I mean, I got him for eight dollars or eight million, I should say, and the salary cap is three hundred two million. So I okay. got him for essentially nothing. I'm still yeah. looking for another running back. Don't worry about that. You definitely need another running back, and uh, you know, I love those dynasty leagues. I love redraft leagues. Um, but today we have a really cool show planned. For those who've been listening for a while, we've been telling you all about these best ball leagues that Tags and I and a ton of other people love to play in. Like if you haven't done it. You're kind of behind the curve because everybody is doing it now. Uh, and today, Tags and I are going to be doing a real live draft for money. And chances are a handful of those who listen to the show are actually going to draft against us and didn't even realize they were going to be on the podcast. We're going to be talking <laughs> about some of those picks. Um, Tags, why don't you explain what these best ball leagues are really like and why we love them so much? So, yeah, I mean, let's, let's start and, and talk about like the best ball is it the best part of fantasy football is when you draft you know i'm talking about my dynasty draft that i'm having right now it's exciting having those teams right best ball mm -hmm. all you do is draft and then every single week it automatically plays your best lineup there's no waivers there's no trades there's literally zero maintenance so you just draft and you kind of get to see how it plays out it pays the depending on the on the uh the, the amount of buy-in that you have it, it varies the level of payout that it has but so I just experimented recently with a six person draft. So I just like the teams are stacked. Like I think I'm going to go back to the 12 person because I prefer it to be a little bit more thin. And I, I feel like I could build a more balanced roster than most people. Whereas like in this one, it's just everybody's stacked. So mm -hmm. best ball is just it's so much fun because it's essentially mock drafting with a purpose because so many do, people do mindless mock drafts where they just kind of go through the, the process and they really don't think about what they're doing. When you do best ball, you're forced. You have money on the line. So, you know, why wouldn't you? you know, do it exactly as you'd want to. So it's, it's a good way to practice your drafting skills. And by the time your regular draft comes around, you're going to be like prepared to nail it. Yeah. And we've got, we've got to draft 18 players and it doesn't matter what positions you can go one quarterback, three quarterbacks, five quarterbacks, however you want to do it. We need quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. It's going to take our best possible lineup uh, every single week and measure them against everyone else in the league. Whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins. And uh, there is a lot of strategy to it. There is so much strategy to it because you only draft 18 players. You have to look out for injuries. You have to understand, you know, who is going to like what what position is the most volatile and which players are going to explode the most often. Like maybe you get Chris Thompson and he's really only good for four weeks, but he's amazing in those four weeks. There's so much that goes into it. Uh, I think there's more strategy in this, even though you're just doing one draft and then you just watch the results all year, than there are in redraft leagues. Yeah, I kind of agree with you to a certain extent. Uh, sometimes you can't help injuries. They just happen. They're going to overtake your roster. But fortunately for you guys, um, so on Monday, I'm going to be releasing an article that's on best ball leagues and giving you a strategy to work with, giving you an idea as to how many uh, players you should draft per position, the depth, why you should take them there, and what positions you should target at certain Love points it. in the draft. And it, it's really in-depth. It's actually different than just like talking it's got some charts in there for you guys to understand the amounts of points that you can expect by drafting let's say a running back in the sixth round so it's got a chart in there for you it's it's so fun it's so easy uh, i can't wait to get that article out there i'm looking forward to reading it man yeah, i'll tell man. you what like I guarantee you didn't post that article before this episode because you didn't want me copying off you. That's absolutely true. And I, that, that's the thing. I, I hate these things sometimes because <laughs> I just released my dynasty trade value chart and I'm in the middle of a draft with a bunch of people that follow me going through this dynasty auction. Yeah. Fortunately, auctions are a little bit tougher than just looking at a trade chart. You know, here's the funny thing, though. Like, Tags is acting like I'm going to copy off him. And I know I said that as a joke, but like I beat him in these drafts every <laughs> single time. It's like, what, 89 straight? It's it's really high. I've lost count. And last time it was so 
ugly. I like doubled his score. So I don't know. I mean, Tag, you should probably be copying off me at this point. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to if I if I keep losing. But uh, <laughs> no, this one we're obviously not going to know the results of it right away. But hopefully, our listeners can let us know once you once you guys listen to the episode, listen to our rosters, let us know who you think has the better team, and we're going to revisit this at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm really excited about doing this. We're doing it on Draft.com, which is just an amazing site. When uh, you know I was playing uh, on on other sites, best ball leagues, and when Draft came out with a best ball league, I was pumped to give it a try. And it was so much better than I could have ever imagined because it's so easy to use. It's beautiful. It's sleek. It moves really fast. It's just, uh, it's a great design. And I'm, I'm glad we're going to be doing on draft today. Yeah. You know, what's funny. It's just like, I'm one of those people, like I'm, I'm a little, I'm not old, but I'm older. I'm 35. And so when it comes to like change, I always resist it. Right. And yeah. I, I was doing best ball on other, on other websites too. And uh, so when I found out that we, that draft came out, Someone actually, one of my friends, Britt Devine, he's a, he's a friend of the show, uh, Roto Grinders. He works for them. He actually DM'd me and told me, he's like, Mike, you got to check out draft. Seriously, just try it out. And he's like, and if you don't like it, I'll pay for your entry fees. Like he basically just told me you need to check it out. So I downloaded on mobile and I put like, you know, like 20 bucks in there just to try it, just to see if it was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. This is literally the only best ball platform I play on and I'm not lying to you. Yeah. And yeah, it has nothing to do with them being our sponsors. Like, I'm glad that they're our sponsors because they're so awesome, and I want to tell everybody about it. Like, a lot of these sponsors that we have, like, I just want to tell you guys, like, the popcorn was delicious. You guys have to try that. The beef jerky, same thing. Draft.com, even better. Yeah, no, seriously, check it out. We have a promotion for you guys right now, too, Bobby. Do you have the details on that? Yeah, I sure do, and uh, I wanted to tell you about the offer we have going on right now so you can take full advantage of it. We're giving away free six-month upgrades to our Hall of Fame premium package on Fantasy Pros. You'll get access to all our tools across all sports, including the Draft Wizard, which provides you everything from custom cheat sheets to live draft assistance. You'll also have access to our printable draft kit, DFS advice, and our in-season My Playbook tools. To take advantage of this, Visit fantasypros.com slash offer, or if you're already upgraded at Fantasy Pros, go to fantasypros.com slash extend, and you'll get a six-month extension to your existing upgrade. The rules are simple. All you have to do is use our link, be a new user at draft.com, and make a $10 deposit after you create your account. The best part is you can play with that $10 to win real cash prizes, so it's basically a no-brainer. Again, that's fantasypros.com slash offer, or fantasypros.com slash extend to take advantage of the deal today all right tag so here's what we're going to do you are going to start the draft right now and while we wait for the league to fill it's probably just going to be a minute or two we're going to answer a great listener mailbag question that just came in from jay he sent it to mailbag at fantasypros.com and if you want yours right on the show send it in a mailbag at fantasypros.com try to keep it short and simple apply to everyone not like a this guy or this guy or keepers like we can try to answer as many of those as possible but if you want on the show keep it short and simple it's like jay's here's his question Mike often makes the point that player switching teams should be valued high because they got paid a ton to bring them in and have a role carved out for them. While I agree with this logic, it doesn't always pan out, think uh, Terrell Pryor in Washington last year. Who are two or three hype players on new teams that could bust this year? So this was a really good question, and I actually responded to Jay uh, through email as well because I wanted to make sure that I I got back to him on that one because it, it, it was something that I was forced to kind of reevaluate my process this offseason. I, mm-hmm. I went back and because, you know, I looked at some of the players I was higher on and I looked at someone like Sammy Watkins. You know, I, I really liked him when he went to the Rams. You know, we, we talked about it a lot in the fact that the targets were there for the taking. You know, 
we didn't think about the fact that he went there late, you know, like it was during the preseason games that were going on. He was traded to them. He had no time to learn the offense, no time to develop any chemistry. And these things matter, you know, um, Terrell Pryor, you know, I, I don't think Bobby or I was like really, really high on Pryor last year, but you, the, it, the, the, like, look at Vance McDonald last year too. He was traded to the Steelers, Perfect. you know, late in the off season as well. So I think the, the, the thing to learn here is that if a player is, is traded to a new team or shipped up, whatever cut and lands with a new team, whatever the case after mini camps, I think that's something that you really want to move that player down your board. And you know, someone that that's really fitting that territory right now is Des Bryant. The longer that he waits to sign with the team, the more concerned I'm getting. I don't know if I could knock down someone like Brandon Cooks because he's had the entire offseason to work with Jared Goff to learn the offense there in L.A. So I don't like I said, it forced me to reevaluate my process this offseason and say, okay, if someone goes with a new team, specifically a wide receiver or tight end, maybe it takes a little bit of time for them to catch on. Yeah. Um, one player that we've both talked about, and this one's kind of obvious to me, is Jarvis Landry, because there's just not enough targets to go around. It's not like he's in, you know, Miami's wide receiver core anymore. It's the worst possible situation from the best possible situation. So he's a bust. I'm not saying he could be a bust. I'm saying he is a bust. His ADP is way too high. Um, somebody else that scares me to death, and I was really excited. I was ahead of the curve on Jarek McKinnon. Now I'm saying, are you you guys are taking him in the end of the first round? Like, chill out. That's nuts. That No, I, I think Elliot, Chris, posted something about that and uh, that someone took him at the, with the 1-1 pick. So I think some, I think someone did it literally just to, you know, to get some retweets or whatever because he posted it on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't know what he did, but obviously that's something not our listeners would not do. So if you, There's they, a scenario where McKinnon could be a top three running back. Eh, in in I don't Shanahan's think so. offense, he's got a ton of skills. I see some serious upside there. But it scares me because is he even going to be like a, a three down back? Do we know this? No, I don't think we do. I think one thing we do know is that he's been a pretty bad one, two down back in, yeah. in Minnesota. And now, Shanahan, I mean, Shanahan used two running backs in Atlanta. He Well, he used two running backs last year with Carlos Hyde and Matt Breida. And then you have You're Joe right. Williams coming back off injury this year. Uh, like I said, I think that Jarek McKinnon is a solid RB2 on a fantasy team this year, especially yeah. in a PPR format. But if you're looking beyond that, I mean... Most people talk about, you know, McKinnon, how much he's going to be using the pass game. If you go look at the splits, like so many people are like, yeah, did you see how many passes Carlos Hyde caught last year? Did you look at Carlos Hyde's splits with Jimmy Garoppolo and everyone else? Bingo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo did not target the running back position nearly as much. He's not a check down guy. So adding Dante Pettis to the offense isn't going to hurt the wide receiver. Pierre Garçon's coming back to the offense. George Kittle's expected to take a step forward. So calm down with the Jarek McKinnon love. I understand. I do believe he's an RB2, but... You should not be relying on him as your RB1. I would so much rather have Christian McCaffrey, who you know you can trust. Dalvin Cook, who you know is a workhorse. Um, McKinnon is just a little bit too scary for me. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, and the other guy I want to mention, and Tags, you might hate me for this, but I'm a little bit afraid of Allen Robinson as well. The talent is clearly there. He's going to a much better system. Uh, I won't necessarily say that the quarterback is... Okay, the quarterback is better. Not in fantasy. I think Blake Bortles is still a better fantasy quarterback than Trubisky. We can talk about that in, an, in another show because we're running out of time here. It's filling up. Um, but... Allen Robinson coming off the injury, that's always a concern. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And the fact that they've got so many guys there in Chicago, like when he first went there, I was excited about it. And now it's like you add Taylor Gabriel, then you add Trey Burton, and then you add Anthony Miller Anthony in the Miller. draft. And you're just How, like, Kevin White's back. Well, I'm not going to count him yet. But if he does that starting, man, uh, no, no, he's not starting. I, I, I would I would almost virtually guarantee that he's not starting. 
Okay, and if not, then you uh, will come up with something. We got to come up with a bet on this one for sure okay. because Kevin White's not going to start. Um, but yeah, no, I I actually kind of agree with this one to a certain extent. Um, just because of all the faces that are there, he's coming back from an ACL injury, so he's probably not going to par- be able to participate in everything that every other yeah. player would. So I could actually see that one happening, and I think another one is I think Terrell Pryor could be in this list again because people are starting to believe for whatever reason again in Terrell Pryor. This is a guy who still hasn't gotten on the field with the Jets. He might get on the pup list at this point like who knows when he's gonna play yeah I, I i seriously don't don't do that again but but the, i think the lesson to be learned here is that you know definitely bump down those players with a new team because it's unlikely that they all of a sudden become a better player than they were the year before so tags we need one more guy and while that happens i need to admit something to our audience so tags and i had a big fight earlier in the year not really a fight we never fight we're just we're brothers you know what i mean yeah. like um but he said mitch trubisky was going to be a top 25 fantasy quarterback i said it's possible but i'm not ranking him there Guys, I moved him up to number 23. I give in. To actually <laughs> and I'm giving you this before we do the draft so that, you know, you have a little bit of confidence. Well, eventually, don't worry. I'm not worried about it. Eventually, what, what's going to happen is you're going to see the preseason. You're going to watch Trubisky and the Bears offense roll. And you're going to say, I probably should move into the top 20. I'm only going to go to number 19, but I'm moving to the top 20. I, I'm open to the idea for sure. That's a good, that's a smart man. See, that's the thing. You have to be able to evolve and understand, watch things as they happen. All right, man, let's do this. Our draft is just about to begin. We've got 32 seconds left as I'm talking. I ended up with a six pick. Where are you sitting at, Tags? I have the 10th pick, so I'm not really happy about where I landed here. We talked about this on our show the other day and the fact that Mm -hmm. um, drafting at the back half is just not great because you're not guaranteed a stud running back or a workhorse at that matter. Um, And then you kind of have to reach in the second round. So I'm not a big fan of the spot, man. I got to be honest with you. If I were you, I would be targeting. I think Odell Beckham might be there based on how he's been dropping in the drafts. He might hold out and everything. Julio Jones is going to be there. You've got some good options, man. I think you'll be fine. It's a lot better than 11 or 12 well to be honest with you i'm kind of hoping that leonard fournette's there because i've done a lot of these best ball drafts and if you guys have uh if you guys have done them you guys you'll see throughout the first round sometimes fournette will fall to the 8 to 10 range uh and usually i I like to lock up one of these running backs in the first round it's just so hard to replace uh that volume that you get so we had Le'Veon bell todd Gurley, zeke go off the board one two three i'm assuming david johnson antonio brown are going to follow them which means i'll be sitting there at six uh, same situation as our last mock draft episode where I have to decide Saquon Barkley is going to be there. And I know this is best ball, so I might want to go a different way. Um, maybe Julio, Odell Beckham, but again, uh, David Johnson was taken. Again, if, if you don't take a running back now, crap, Saquon was taken. Um, that's all right. You know, I'll take I'll take Antonio Brown, but I would really have liked to get a running back there. Oh, no, I, I, I don't blame you. And I thought, it, you know, what's funny is like we're, we're drafting right now with a bunch of listeners. And if you guys are, are listening to the podcast in your car, you might be part of this episode or whatever. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. And let's see, Fournette's still there. I have one pick in front of me. Hold on. I'm going to talk about this in just a second. Uh, Dude, if you do not take, if you take Fournette over Odell Beckham, I will drive up to Chicago and wrestle you. I am going to take him over Beckham. And I actually might take Julio Jones over Beckham as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, so while I I actually like the Giants' offense and the fact that I think they're going to take a step forward this year, I am concerned about the the potential ceiling for Odell Beckham. Oh no, he's this guy's going to auto draft Leonard Fournette. Oh Kareem Hunt, yes. 
<laughs> I, I get Leonard Fournette. Oh, I'm I'm happy at pick. If 10. you if you end up getting Julio Jones in five picks too, I'm gonna be yelling at our listeners. I don't know who's in this draft, but don't let that happen, people. No, this is great. Not that it, they can hear us now. It's not like it's live or anything. Well, what's funny is like you know like it, it's it's really hard because you know we we're, we talk in the show every single day, and the guys that are drafting with us right now they're 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 they're, they're listening to our advice. They know exactly who we want to target in some of these rounds, so it's gonna be a little bit more difficult than usual best ball leagues. But uh, I look forward to the challenge, man. And uh, Julio's still there, and I got two picks uh, before me. Based on the questions we get from our listeners, I think we have the smartest listeners of any listener base. I think we all. I think we do too, and I also think we have some of the nicest listeners. And yeah, I, I say you're that, definitely right about that. I don't receive too much hate. You know, I, I've made some bad calls in the past, but I, I think that the reason that they do is because we try and give you know logical advice when it comes to you know who we would draft and why we would draft them. So I, I like to think that the the reason that people are nice to us is because you know we're nice to them. Well, plus, like we admit when we're wrong. Like it's. It's hard to be mad at someone when they're like, yeah, I screwed that up. I'm sorry that happened. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, oh, I just pressed draft Julio Jones. I got Julio Jones at 203, guys. So if you guys can get Julio Jones at the end of the first round, it, it's solid. Very solid. If you can get him in the second round, it's even better. So I take back not liking my draft slot. If I knew I can get Leonard Fournette and Julio Jones, I'd draft here all, every day of the week. I really don't want to jinx it, but I have to get Christian McCaffrey. If he's not taken, I don't know what I'm going to do. LaShawn McCoy, Keenan Allen would actually be a great pick if I didn't already have a wide receiver. Uh, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams. I think McCaffrey's by far the best pick of the bunch. I'm expecting him to be there. If he's not, though, I'm going to be pretty sad. Yeah, no, it's it's really tough, and that's why I'm happy that you kind of went wide receiver in the first round because it kind of gives listeners an idea as to what you can expect in the second round, and that's the reason not why good. I wanted Fournette so bad is because if you go with a wide receiver, if I would have went with Odell Beckham, I would have been drafting, uh, let's see, it would have been someone like McCaffrey or, you know, LaShawn McCoy would have been there. I I wouldn't have been happy with that as my number one running back. So yeah. um, that's why me in the first round, if I can lock up one of the running backs, I think Leonard Fournette, though, is as far back as I would go. Devontae Adams was taken 2-5 in our league, which will not happen in most leagues. You can probably get him around 2-9, 2-10. Um, now, I'm either going to get McCaffrey or Keenan Allen, so I'm not going to complain about this whichever way it goes. So but. wait, you're not, wait, so you're, you're, you're dead set on that. So you wouldn't even debate another running back outside of McCaffrey? Not even close. No, there's no, no chance. I mean, McCaffrey's going to get 80 receptions oh. just taken. <laughs> oh, <crud. laughs> Looks like I might be going zero running back, guys. I got Keenan Allen, though. So Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen is my start. Now in the third round, I mean, I could go running back here, but this is the point in the draft where I don't really like the running backs. It's uh, Jordan Howard is there, Joe Mixon. You all know I don't like that. Uh, Keenan Drake in the third round. No. Darius Geis in the third round. No. Um, so for me, it's Mark Ingram or bust. I don't know if I want to do Mark Ingram in the third round. I know it's best ball, so I'm going to get, you know, 12 weeks. It doesn't really matter what happens in the first four, but I guess if Mike Evans is sitting there, I got to go Mike Evans. I wouldn't mind Zach Ertz here in the third round. So uh, those are my three. Those are my three options. I don't know which way I'm going to go here. If Mike go, Evans, if you Mark go, Ingram, If Zach you go Ertz. with a tight end here, I will lose my mind. And the reason I say that is because you'll have two wide receivers and one tight end and no running backs. Like you're essentially yeah. going the whole zero running back route, which... 
I mean, it takes some cojones, But the thing man. is, if Mark Ingram is taken, what what are you going to do? Are you going to reach for Kenyon Drake? I don't think Ingram's going to be taken. With him being suspended, I think people are pushing him down their boards. And I don't know, man. I've been sm- sniped two rounds in a row. These guys are good. Dirty Randy's picking in front of me. I don't know who that is, but he's probably going to take Mark Ingram. <laughs> Dirty Randy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Evans is gone. Okay. Oh, so it looks man. like Mark Ingram or, uh, or Zach Ertz, or maybe I'll get sniped on both of them. I'll have to take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would probably take Tyreek Hill. As much as we hate him, he's going to have some big weeks. He was just taken. So here we go. Going to get one of my two guys. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is an interesting one. You know, Doug Baldwin. Uh, someone, hey, go, Bobby, someone mentioned Ingram. to me that um, I want to say 95% of uh, Tyreek Hill's touchdowns over the last two years have been outside of 20 yards. Like, he doesn't have red zone touchdowns. That was a great stat when I saw that on Twitter. I moved him up my rankings like three or four spots. There goes Aaron Rodgers right after me. Jonathan Weber is taking everybody I want. <laughs> uh, so, Jonathan, good for you, man. I'm happy for you. Well, maybe. And maybe, maybe it's not good. You hear Bobby Rage <laughs> as we go on. So, I don't know who I'm going here. Uh, I Obviously, running backs are drying up in this league really fast. As you heard, Mark Ingram just came off the board in the middle of the third round of Bobby. I'm not going to tell you who I want because I think you might take him before my pick. And um, I think he's going to be there if you don't. All right. So actually, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, now you're going to look for him and you're going to take him. I'm looking at the draft board here and there's a few guys that I like, but I can't say them out loud because Bobby will will draft them. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to just say it anyway, man. I'm going to draft them. You're not going to change my mind. I'm going to draft them anyway. I've already got my queue set up. I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs here. And the reason I'm going to okay. do it is because I have a lot of best ball it was teams. Just, oh, that was you. I was like, he was just taken. No, yeah. Well, the reason is because I, I've, I'm i not kidding. I think I've played oh, – I think I have over 30 best ball drafts already done. And I don't have Diggs in too many just because I'm usually going running back heavy in the first few rounds. And Diggs is always off the board in the third round. So I, I want some diversity in my best ball, and I do like Diggs. It yeah. just He just never happens to fall to me. So I'm just – this is me trying to diversify just a little bit um, even though I like the player. Now, here's the real test of our listeners, okay? Derrick Henry is the top player on the board at ADP number 30. We are at pick 36. <gasps> Sony Michelle was just taking, no, that's who I wanted. That's who I was going to take on the way back, because I was like, nobody's going to take him at the end of the third. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. should have known. I that's re- right. I figured he wasn't going to drop. I figured you were going to take him at 4-3, worst case scenario. But um, So Derrick Henry, ADP 36, we're at pick, I'm sorry, ADP 30, we're at pick 38. Let's see how far he drops, because I think our listeners are smart enough to let him drop to around... Let's say pig 50. You know what? I'm going to live up to my reputation, too, as long as BB10X, uh, he did not. So I'm going to live up to my reputation here. People are going to be smiling as they're doing this 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 draft with us. Um, Amari Cooper. I'm going to go Amari here he, cool. because I wanted Larry Fitzgerald, actually. I wanted some just stability, and I know he doesn't present the most upside, but uh, he went at 4-1. So at 4-3, Amari, I, he's a guy that's going to see 120-plus targets. I know the talent's there. It's just... Will everything come together? And I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say that Amari will ever turn out to be what I thought he would be. I, I still think that there's, I think there's top five potential there. That's I'm staying. I'm staying with that. I, I'm staying with it too. I agree with you. And uh, a lot of people think I hate Amari Cooper because last year I bet against him. I loved Amari Cooper last year. I just liked Sammy Watkins a little bit more. Yeah. No. And that's. Th- and I mean, if we were only counting the first 16 weeks, I was right. Right. Well, that. <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> so people have asked me like, why did Amari Cooper have such a bad year? And. uh the reason it's hard to explain the, the the reason why he did because you know after two thousand yard seasons was he up and down throughout those seasons sure but he's really really young I think Amari Cooper is still only twenty three years old uh, he was dealing with some injuries last year you had Derek Carr who was dealing with a back injury last year we don't know how much that affected these guys so you know 
the 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 competition that or the the players that Amari Cooper was being mentioned with with multiple thousand yard seasons to start his career were guys like Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. Like yep. those those names just don't pop up on every list. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Odell Beckham, who's just a monster. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I took Darius Geis, everyone. Um, I was looking at Brandon Cooks if he dropped, or uh, Rashad Penny, Allen Robinson were guys I considered, but I needed the running back. Geis was there. Otherwise, I was going to um, maybe Jordan, I'm sorry, Josh Gordon, I was thinking about as well. Yeah, Darius Geis, I actually wrote a news blurb about him this morning. John Keim, out of, uh, he's a beat writer for ESPN, he came out and said that he would be shocked if anybody else was starting week one, uh, he does, yeah. he said he doesn't see guys as a true feature back because he still needs to learn protection schemes. He needs to uh, perfect his, his passing down work, but Chris Thompson's really good in that role. So I don't think anybody ever expected him to take over, but I still think that guys is good for RB two production. I think he's going to Alex Smith offense. They're not going to pass the ball a ton in the red zone. They're going to run the ball. Yeah. Alex Smith might be unleashed a little bit more, man. Um, he might be unleashed more than you think because he's been kind of like, you know, that game manager under Andy Reid. I wonder if Jay Gruden's going to do something different with him. He's got a lot of talent. I mean, remember, he was taking 1-1. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be the first coach that says, look, okay, we're we're okay with 10 interceptions instead of four interceptions. Right. You know what I mean? So just go out there and throw the ball and see what happens. Maybe he turns into a monster. Yeah, no, it's possible. And he has some mobility, too. So his rushing totals yeah. are usually pretty solid. Um, I think he comes with a high floor. I mean, like if you're playing in a two quarterback league, this is like totally off the draft. But if you're playing in like a two quarterback league, I think Alex Smith is the ideal QB two to have on Agreed. your team. I, th- I yeah. pair him. I mean, you remember yeah. Tom Brady. Let's I mean, let's look back at his career. I know it's a different time than when Tom Brady was turned in from a, uh, you know, a game manager into let it loose and see what you've got. He turned into a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people forget he was just a game manager at one point, and then they let him loose. Yeah. No, and that's going to happen. Like, going from offense to offense, like, you think about who Alex Smith has played with. With Jim Harbaugh, he had a great defense. And even Alex Smith in Kansas City under Andy Reid, they had a really, really good defense for a long time. Now, yeah. they're going to change things this year because their defense has really gone downhill. They lost a lot of players this offseason. They've gotten older. Um, but now... Alex Smith is going to a Redskins team whose defense is specifically their secondary is atrocious. Like they, they have Rod, some... Dirty Randy took my guy again. Dirty. Oh, <laughs> Dirty Randy, man. This sucks. I love okay, the name. What dirty are we going to do here? I love it. Hold on. You can get back to your point in just a second. I got to figure out who I'm picking, though, because I was thinking I was going to get uh, Kenyon Drake. This is a little bit ridiculous because of how much we've talked him down. But um, you know what? I'm going to take Jarvis Landry. Maybe not. No, I'm going to take Russell Wilson. I'm not going to take Jarvis. No. Because, yeah, I mean, you get some you get some PPR points in this league, right? It's half PPR. Um, and Jarvis Landry is still going to get some receptions. I just don't think he's really number 51 ADP. We're, we're beyond that. Our listeners have passed the test. Derrick Henry was just taken at number 55, even though his <sighs> ADP is number 30. Great stuff, guys. Deshaun Watson still on the board. Oh Great God. stuff, everyone. Was it your guy just taken in front of oh, you? Oh, Ronald Jones and Deion Lewis just went in front of me. Those were the two running backs I just kind of <laughs> wanted there. Um, I'm upset. You took Russell Wilson. I was like, ah, oh, fallback option. I'll go him. They're all gone. Um, you can trade me Russell Wilson, man. There was someone you took that I wanted, Sony Michelle. Trade me Sony Michelle for Russell Wilson. With how fast these running backs are going off the board, I need to reach here. I mean, I'm not a fan of taking Royce Freeman here. It's the end of the fifth round. I do believe in Royce Freeman. I need some running backs. Uh, I was planning on Ronald yeah. Jones being there. I, I really so Jonathan Weber. You stole my pick as well. Uh, Waterballer, thank you for that. Uh, um, 
I, I still can't get over the Dirty Randy thing. Did you watch, Did Bobby, did you ever watch the, the show The League? No. The, I love Don't the, come at me on Twitter, people. No, no, I love The League. And so, so a lot of people in the fantasy community hated it. They, they're like, this is stupid, you know, blah, blah, blah. I enjoyed it. I That's the thing with me, though. I enjoy most things. I think I can find enjoyment in most things. Oh, I'm the opposite, man. I hate movies. You like, do. Unless it's a really good movie, I just don't find enjoyment in it. It's like, uh, I, I don't know, nothing's really funny. I think that there's a lot of things that are funny and I think that <laughs> I, that's the thing is like I think it all depends on the moment in your life too I've seen movies at certain points in my life where like maybe I was having a bad week maybe I was having a bad day and I saw a movie that and like I was like oh I don't like this movie but then I saw it at a different time when I was in a better place and um, I liked it so I, I think okay. things come down to that sometimes but I enjoyed the league and Dirty Randy was a character from that so that's where the I, I'm pretty sure if I'm wrong, do not. Let me know. Your pick is coming up. Do not take my pick, Dirty Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really torn on this pick here because I don't have a quarterback. I don't have a tight end. But Watkins, um, Watkins were just taken. You know what? I know he's not going to make it back to my next pick because I have a long way. This is the six three pick, and I don't have a pick till seven uh, ten. So I'm I'm going to reach for my player here, Des Bryant, Devontae Parker. That's that's who I'm going to go with because I know someone's going to take him. Where where's his ADP? I don't I did not see him on my board. His ADP I think is in the 80s. So I did reach on him. I think it was like a round earlier than he typically would go. But yeah. but I I've said it before and I you guys are going to be able to read it on the on the website soon because I'm starting to put together some player profiles. And a lot of people have come at me about my Devontae Parker love this offseason. And I felt the need to put it in a longer article where I, I have like 1,500 words to describe to you why Devontae Parker is being drafted as absolute floor this year. And even if you don't like his skill set, you can't argue with the facts that I'm presenting to you. So just wait on that one. You'll see it. He's a wide receiver three at worst. I don't know what to do here, man, because there's two guys I really like. And I either have to reach for them now. Oh, one of them was just taken. Jonathan Weber again. Are you serious? Did he seriously just take my guy again? He did. I was going to take Michael Crabtree or reach for one of these two guys. So I guess I'm reaching. Uh, and it's going to be Marlon Mack. He's going to be my third running back. There are no running backs I like after Marlon Mack. I mean, there's plenty of guys who have upside and everything like that. But uh, I think Marlon Mack is a pretty safe bet to get a bunch of touches. So he's my third running back. I don't mind reaching on him so much, especially with everyone that's off the board because our listeners are, are taking all of our guys. Uh, speaking of which, Deshaun Watson... Uh, is already, I mean, he's still on the board, ADP 46. We're sitting here at picks, what is it, like 75? So good on our listeners here. Yeah, no, our listeners are doing a fine job. And um, like the running backs have dried up so fast. So like, Bobby, you ended up taking Mark Ingram and Darius Geis. I did. Yeah, I've got Ingram, Geis, Marlon Mack. Okay, so you're you're getting there. You didn't go full zero running back, uh, which is like a concern. I've, I, yeah, I've actually only got two wide receivers right now. Yeah, I've got Fournette and, and Royce Freeman. Like, I felt great about Fournette, and then I, like, abandoned. I went three wide receivers in a row, so that really <laughs> hurt me with the running back spot because uh, the listeners here are really coming through and stealing a bunch of running backs. So it's getting dirty. Um, but I still need, I still need a tight end. I still need quarterbacks. So it's, man, I hate drafting against our listeners. It sucks. I like it, man, because it's a challenge. Like when you're playing in these expert leagues, they're going to be taking a lot of the same guys that we've been talking about. I know I got blasted for having Cam Newton over, uh, over Tom Brady on Twitter. Someone called me a raging idiot who needs to lose his job. <laughs> like I went and looked at the experts. I'm like, am I way off here? Or is this guy like off his rocker? And it's like 75% of experts agree, including like all the top guys. And, uh, like, Sean Pianowski has it the same exact as me, like number three and number five or number six or whatever. And he also has Carson Wentz number eight, which is, I have him number nine. And, like, 
who doesn't trust Scott Pianowski? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm I just I'm pulling up mine now just to see if I'm crazy. Um, no, I have Cam Newton at three. I have Tom Brady at four. So yeah, you are not alone in this, and you definitely wouldn't be an idiot. Um, Tom Brady, guys, I, I I've talked about it. Tom Brady over the last six games, I think it was the last uh oh the last five games over the last five games he didn't throw he didn't score more than fifteen fantasy points. He threw just six touchdowns and five interceptions over that time. QB number eighteen, it's scary. Yeah, and over the after the, the over the first eleven games, it was a mighty different thing. It was twenty six touchdowns and three interceptions. And remember, he yeah. played Buffalo I think twice in those last five games. So it was a division game, yes, but it was Buffalo. I don't know. He played Miami, I think, in there, too. Well, so. keep in mind, too, every single year Cam Newton's been healthy. He's been a top five fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say every year because there was a, a Q, there was two QB 17 years in there. I know that. But he got in a car accident that year, man. He was fine. That was he had a broken back. <laughs> I think, no, the concussion is what held him back in 2016. Uh, that's where they decided, oh, we're going to try and run him less. That didn't really work out because that's not the player he is. Yeah, your pick, by the way, and I think you were probably going to take on Johnson. So who are you going with I was going to take on Johnson, so instead I will go with Cam Newton. Uh, we were just talking about him, obviously. So, you know, the upside he brings, he is up and down. He's not like a, the, the most consistent quarterback, but for best ball, you don't have to worry about it. He, it just automatically takes his best games and puts him in your lineup. Yeah, that was uh, Vanilla Wilt who took on Johnson. I was thinking about him if my guy didn't last. I figured Dirty Randy was going to snipe me again, <laughs> uh, but I got Kyle Rudolph. He fell to me. Uh, I don't really like taking a tight end this early, but... You know, this league, um, this year, you kind of need to. Otherwise, it's going to get ugly really quick. It does. And, well, the thing is, is we're, we've been getting some good value at tight end and wide receiver because running backs have flown off the board. Like, Marshawn Lynch just came off at 7-11. Like, that, that is really high for Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Jameson Crowder just went right before you. That's a bummer. But people are doing it is because they just see how fast these running backs are coming off, and they're just reaching on these players. So it's, it's, a, it's a spot to find value for sure, but you also have to be able to be flexible with your draft. Uh, and understand if running backs are going for it, it's like in an auction league if they're going for more than you expected it's like everybody's paying more than expected so you have to allow for some inflation in your in your pricing that you have yeah by the way evan ingram still on the board adp 59 we're into the eighth round of a 12 team league this is beautiful yeah i don't yeah the thing is i don't have him on any best ball teams so it's kind of tempting because it's like this late it's like why not but i'm i, I still can't do it just because I don't. I'd rather have Delaney Walker than him, and he's still on the board too. He is still on the board, and I'm looking at it. Oh man, Jordan Reed on the board, man in a best ball league. That's really juicy. I know, but running back is just so dire. And if I pass on running back here, then I'm gonna be hating myself. So I'm gonna go with Jamal Williams. Um, I I know it's a timeshare in Green Bay, but if for whatever reason Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones gets hurt, like they did on and off last year. Jamal Williams, we saw he was a workhorse for them. He's all, I think he also has a head up on the starting job because he's better in pass protection. I think Mike McCarthy. And that's what they care about. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. So pass protection might be overrated to a lot of people, and they might be like, oh, you know, whatever. Mike McCarthy, it means something. They want to protect Aaron Rodgers. So Jamal Williams, I think, has a head up on Aaron Jones, even though it is going to be a timeshare. And I'm, I'm understanding that, but I needed to reach for a running back because, as you know, Bobby, I don't have a pick for like 20, <laughs> 20 spots. Yeah. So. Guys, I'm going to go, uh, man, I was sniped again. Nick Chubb was taken by uh, Walter Baller. So let's see what I got to do here. I-, I would like another running back. Carlos Hyde's on the board. Duke Johnson. Isaiah Crowell. I'm going to go Duke Johnson. He'll have some big weeks in there. And, and worst case scenario, he's a he's a safe guy from week to week. He gets a, a lot of touches because he's basically a wide receiver, right? 
playing running back. Yeah, I was low on Duke Johnson. I was like a lot lower than the expert consensus for a long time. But what forced me to reevaluate that was the extension they gave him. Because yeah, when you give a player a contract extension when he's got you know he's got a year left on his contract, and I thought they were going to try and trade Duke Johnson or whatever, but if they took Saquon Barkley, but they didn't. They took Nick Chubb, and Duke Johnson's a perfect complement to that. You know, Carlos Hyde will not be part of this equation in a year, but when you give him, I think it was a three-year extension. Obviously, he's part of your long-term plans, and that when when you tell me that, it's like okay, they're not phasing him out of this offense. He's going to be a part. I don't know if he's his ceiling is like the ele- number eleven PPR running back like it was last year, uh, but I I do believe he's going to give you consistent PPR production. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was just taking number ninety-three overall. His ADP I think was in the top fifty ten. It is, yeah, yeah. Most people are taking Tom Brady as the number two quarterback, if, or maybe number, number three, three behind Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah, Watson, Rodgers, and then Tom Brady. We don't even really have to mention Rodgers. Everyone knows that. Yeah, for sure. Watson passing him in ADP. I don't know if that's corrected itself yet, but that's that's laughable. Oh, man, no. Jordan Reed. I knew I should have done it last round. I, I already have a tight end, but the thing is, if you don't go two good tight ends in best ball, you got to go three of them, I think. And if I could get Jordan Reed... I could have just gone two tight ends and been super pumped up about my guys. Yeah, so I like cue balls picks on the turn there. He's a he had the first pick obviously in the draft, so he was at eight twelve and nine one. He took Ster- he's having a good draft. Yeah, he took Sterling Shepard and Jordan Reed. Uh, I think those are fantastic picks. I I continue to say that Sterling Shepard. I'm trying to get him on more and more of my best ball teams just because like I I have a feeling he's going to be so much better than people think this year. What do you think about Jordy Nelson right now, man? I'm torn on that, man, because like the whole Martavis Bryant, the the ominous details surrounding that looming suspension or whatever it is. Um, if, if Martavis Bryant gets suspended, it hurts Jordy Nelson because Jordy would be pushed to the outside and uh, they would play Ryan Switzer in the slot. I want to see Jordy Nelson play the slot role. I think he could be awesome in the slot, man. I I I actually agree. I think he could play like that Larry Fitzgerald type. He's he's very sure handed. He can he is, his route running is solid. Um, not the fastest receiver anymore, obviously. So I'm going to take him. I'm going to, we're here in the ninth round and Jordy Nelson's still there. I'm going to take him. I'm not going to have many shares this year, but that's my number three wide receiver. Now I swear to you, Bobby, I was in a draft the other day and I had no Jordy Nelson on any of my best ball teams, like zero exposure because he was going higher than I wanted him to. And he fell, I want to say it was into the 12th round. And I, I was like, okay, I'll get my first share of Jordy Nelson there. Yeah. That, that felt like it was... 12th round, you said? Yeah, the 12th round. How, how deep of a lead are we talking? Oh, it was the best ball. It was hey. just like this. 12. Okay. Yeah, 12 teams. By the way, uh, Jonathan Weber's on the clock, so be prepared for your top guy to be signed. I was going to say, he, uh, Trey Burton is the only person in my queue right now. Like, if Trey Burton's okay. there and he's being auto-drafted, like, it's it's happening. Um, Waterballer, <laughs> don't do it to me, dude. Like, seriously, I'm going to lose my friggin' mind because then I'm going to be stuck with someone like Jack Doyle. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. Well, you just go Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. One of them's going to have a big game every week. No, well, that's the thing. So um, I think it was Mike Clay who posted something yesterday uh, in regards to tight ends. Wait, baller, baller, don't. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Ooh, that's a great pick at 9-9. Oh, Trey Burton, you're welcome to my team. I am so happy right now. Um, but he posted something basically saying that there, there are never like two top 12 tight ends on one team. Um, and the thing is like, there's one exception to that rule. It was Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez and Hernandez wasn't really a tight end. He was more of like a wide receiver. So you kind of have to pick one or the other, um, and running back. You played running back too. Yeah. The thing I'm struggling with this is because it's a new offense. So it's not like Jack Doyle has a leg up there and says like, Oh, I've been part of this offense for a couple of years. I know the offense. It's a new offense with Frank Reich there. You know, the chemistry with Andrew Luck, I, I mean, that I think that would say something, but the preseason, you have to pay attention to this uh, 
because Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron is going to be a tight end one. I, I stand by we're, that. We're not going for top 12 tight ends here, though. We're going for who's going to have a bunch of good weeks at tight end. And I think that the Colts are going to offer a bunch of good weeks from both their guys. I mean, just look at last year what the uh, what the Bucks did, right? Cameron Brait was really good a lot of the time. And then OJ Howard was really good a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely was. Um, all right. So my picks here. Well, I have some guys at the beginning of the season. Like I have some running backs there, but I'm going to take someone who I'm expecting to start the season on the pup list. Deontay Foreman. I, I really hope that you come back and you start relatively soon because I just, <laughs> I just took him here in it's the 10th round. So it's not like I, I took like took him with high capital or anything like that. Uh, but Man, I really do believe that he's starting the season on the pup list. I think that some people are being overly optimistic about this, and I think that's the reason they re-signed Alfred Blue. I think it's the reason they re- that they retained Lamar Miller. It's because they don't know what they're getting out of Deontay Foreman right now. He's going through the rehab process, but um, I would expect yeah. like October at the soonest. My team could really use another wide receiver, and I like Josh Doxson, but you know what? There's going to be so many wide receivers later. I'm not going to get my tight end later. This is a reach, but I love O.J. Howard this year. He's a top 10 tight end for me, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take him here. I think he's good in best ball, man. I think that's that's a really good pick. All right, so let's see here. I've got the next pick between the two of us, and uh, hopefully Josh Doxson's there. That would be awesome. Eric Ebron was taken right after me. Uh, Des Bryant finally went. It's Des Bryant's going to be interesting because, right, he was a he was a wide receiver one in drafts last year. He was taken, I think, wide receiver eleven, and Dirty Randy just got him in the tenth, late tenth round. Yeah, I'm I'm really torn on him. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that that dynasty draft I'm doing, and so Des Bryant went for five bucks or five million on a three hundred and two million dollar budget, and this is a dynasty league. So basically, Des Bryant is is turning into like almost like a free dynasty asset right now, where people don't know what to expect. And I mentioned it. Uh, again earlier in the show and that Des Bryant I'm concerned the longer that the, the longer the time goes on the the more I'm concerned because he does not have time to pick up the offense he talks about he wants to sign a one-year contract I'm not buying that at all by the way I do not buy that Des Bryant wants to sign a one-year deal I think he wanted the right opportunity I think he thought that there were going to be more suitors than the Ravens and there hasn't been I I truly believe that and I I like Des Bryant from a talent standpoint I feel like he should be on a team but sometimes these things happen man you know who's going to get him? Bill Belichick. Ugh. That would suck so bad because you know he would be a monster. I, You know what? I actually, I don't, I, I wouldn't put it past the Patriots to be like, you know what? We're going to bring you in because like Randy Moss was considered a problem child when they brought him in. Yeah. Turn him into a tight end. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not doing that. But a red, Des is a red zone monster. I still think that Green Bay is a potential landing spot. I, I, I think he just fits that team so well in what they need right now. I think Seattle's the perfect landing spot. They lost Jimmy Graham. That's where a ton of their red zone opportunities went last year. They don't really have any guys, so bring in Dez. Well, so between Jimmy Graham, between Luke Wilson, and Paul Richardson, they lost 20 of Russell Wilson's 34 touchdown passes last year. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, man, let's see here. This sucks. Josh Doxson taken. Kelvin Benjamin taken. I'm going to reach for James White here. I don't really love the pick, but he's going to have some big weeks. Yeah, I... I um. James White is is good for best ball. Like you don't want to have to figure out which Patriots running back like behind Sony Michelle is going to do well. I actually think that Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle are going to be, both be fantasy viable options in, in 2018. But I think James White will be mixed in there, and it's going to hurt one of those two guys uh, when he mm-hmm. does. But James White has been a an ideal best ball pick the last couple of years. What do you think about uh, What do you think about Calvin Benjamin? Because I was scratching my head on him at 11. Like I don't want him on my team, but 
You know, if he's the only guy in Buffalo, picking him in the 11th round is not bad. He's an ugly pick. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I have him... I have him actually ranked higher than most people do. I think I have him right around the number 40 wide receiver. Me too, man. Like, the targets are going to be there. Like, Waterballer, thank you for taking Calvin Ridley. I was looking to get a stock because so many people have been taking Calvin Ridley early, and I'm not doing it. Um, I was hoping to get my one of my first few shares here, and I did not. So I'm, I thought about him too. Yeah, oh, That's that's rough. Uh, I'm going to go... Waterballer's been taking a lot of our guys too. He's having a good draft. For sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger here. Uh, we know obviously he's got his ups and downs, but his ups are higher than most. And I already have Cam Newton. So uh, Newton and Roethlisberger, solid team. I hate Big Ben for redraft. Love him for best ball. He's like a top six quarterback in best ball. He's one of those guys that you hit it on the head is like, you know, there's there's certain players that are affected by best ball more than others. And Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys where it's just like, yes. Can can you explain why that is? Because a lot of our listeners might not really realize the strategy of best ball. Yeah. So basically, the the funnest part of doing is the draft and you draft your team. And I have Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, so many people talk about, oh, he's got to match up with the Colts. Oh, but it's on the road. You really don't want to bench him against the Colts, but you know that he's been terrible on the road. You never have to make these decisions in best ball. So whatever player on your roster scores the most points, it automatically inserts them into your starting spot. So you're going to get Ben Roethlisberger's best games. If he has a 35-point game when people wanted to bench him because he was on the road, you don't have to worry about that because he's going to be in your starting lineup. Oh, man. Okay, so it's your pick. Who are you taking? And then I have I don't know what to do. Um. All right. So my wide receivers are obviously stacked. I'm just going to look for some stability here. Uh, wait, no, I have Julio. Can't do it. Um, I'm actually going to take Jack Doyle because I have Trey Burton and I'm going to go Doyle. I figure I can get some sleeper wide receivers later because my wide receiver court right now is Julio Jones, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, and Devontae Parker. So I feel like I have four top 30 guys. So mm-hmm. I feel like I can wait a wide receiver, take some upside guys later, but Trey Burton and Jack Doyle at tight end. I feel like I'll be okay there. So, um, I've made up my mind here. I was thinking about going, I've already got five running backs. I don't need a running back. I was thinking about going Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston. One of them will probably be there for me next round. Um, but Chris Godwin, with the way uh, Matt Ryan was just taken by wa- Waterballer, um, with the way the draft's been going, I am, n- oh, Geronimo Allison what? just went. Uh, Vanilla oh, Wilt. That's smart, man. Vanilla Wilt. Vanilla Wilt, he's on it. So I'm going Chris Godwin here because, look, it's a big time reach, but the way the draft is going, People are taking our guys. I'm not letting it happen this time. Chris Godwin's my dude. I am so mad about Geronimo Allison. I kid you not. Like, so at the start of the best ball season, I was getting Allison with my last pick on a lot of teams. And uh, yeah. sl- he's slowly creeping up there a little bit where I, I usually get him in. I grab him in like the 15th or the 16th round. But man, the 12th round. I mean, that and that's the thing. I don't hate the pick because I when you're drafting him around guys like DJ Moore and Chris Godwin, are you going to you mean to tell me that those guys don't come with some risk? Yeah. You know what? I uh, I was going to go quarterback here with Dak Prescott or Jameis Winston. Maybe Alex Smith is on my board, too. I want to even my Mitch Trubisky or, or Eli Manning. So I'm going to wait here at quarterback again. I'm not going to tell you who my third quarterback is going to be because I know that you will steal him. <laughs> um, actually, you know you're not. You're gonna, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm going to get him, and I'm really excited about it. Actually, someone else is probably going to get him. Probably Dirty Randy or Waterballer or one of these guys. Oh, never mind. Everything thrown off. Forget it. Mike Williams taken by uh, Kai Bay. That's what I want. KJ. So now what KJ, do I do? Right? Uh, um, so David and Joku just went. Um, just tell me who you were going to pick, and I'll take him, Ted. Um, I was going to take Jared Goff, 
Okay. Well, you can have Jared Goff because I'm, I'm not, not taking Jared Goff. <laughs> okay. I was like, why, so no, no, man? his ADP. <laughs> why is his ADP 101? What are people thinking? People are drafting based on last year's numbers, and even last year he finishes what the number 12 quarterback, so it wasn't even great. Yeah, but his touchdown rate was huge. If he if his touchdown rate was Tom Brady's touchdown rate over his career, we're talking about QB 17, folks. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff is um, he's not someone that I I would invest much in. Like, I mean, if you get him as your a second quarterback is like one, and you wait and like this is the range of the draft where he's actually not a terrible pick, um, just because yeah he is with Dak Prescott on the board he's a terrible pick. Well, I have him, him, I have him and Dak really close actually. Like I think that those why man Dak Prescott was the number ten quarterback last year and he was horrible. I know he was, but he also lost Des Bryant and Jason Witten and I don't think that helps. Yeah, you're right. So it's like well I'm taking him so you can you no, can laugh I like, at me if you no want, the thing but... here's the thing I actually like Dak as a quarterback I think he's better than some people have given him credit for. Um, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's a bad situation in Dallas. Let's just say that. Dirty Randy just took, uh, Jameis Winston. So my mind is definitely made up now that I'm taking Dak. Yeah. And Jared Goff. Jared Goff was just (laughs) taken. This is, this is getting scary because I want three quarterbacks in these leagues and we are running out of time. Yeah, no, you absolutely are. We're, we're now at the end of the 13th round. Uh, these drafts are 18 rounds. So just so you guys know, uh, if you guys are doing your first draft or whatever, um, they're 18 rounds, so you could draft however many you want. And again, I'm going to be coming out with a strategy guide for best ball. I think that's dropping on Monday. So stay on the lookout for that. It should give you an idea as to how many uh, positions to target. And obviously, Bobby's been talking about that. He likes to do three quarterbacks. It just uh, For me, it depends with quarterback and tight end. It depends on who you have on your roster. If you have like Philip Rivers yeah. and Matt Ryan, I don't think you need a third quarterback. But if you have like someone like Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger like I do, who are pretty injury prone like like men never play 16 games newton's been hurt before that's a concern so like if you lose a quarterback for the season you you're gonna need a third one so yeah i've got i've got wilson and prescott so i guess i don't have to do it i might just go wide receiver the rest of the draft because well you can wait if you're taking lamar jackson you could take him as your third one i don't think he i don't think yeah he's, i think that's yeah, a good i don't one. think he's gonna go like before like the 16th round I, I, are you taking trubitsky here um, no, I don't know who I'm going here. Um, I mean, Bortles is still on the board, so I don't know how you could do that. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm not, I'm not joking either. I mean, he's a, he's a top 13 uh, quarterback each of the past three years. I'm so mad right now. Like, so Martavis Bryant's still there and I didn't, I don't want to draft him, but I kind of, no, I have Amari. Can't do that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Michael Gap. Oh no. All right. So, oh, you got out of I it. Did. No, no, I did because. I did because like my computer, like whatever happened, froze for a second. Maybe my daughter's watching Netflix upstairs or something like that. And it like froze my internet for a second. I, I, I panicked, um, but I did get Michael Gallup there. So I'm kind of happy about that as my fifth receiver. It's just an upside play. I was wondering like, why is she not at school, man? I forget it. Summer break because we homeschool. So we like we do it all through the year. And uh, it's just it's just weird for me that kids are on summer break. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know how you do the homeschool thing. Like summer break is like the worst time for parents because then you're just like, oh, God, now the kids are home all day. <laughs> Sometimes you look forward when they go away to school and you're just kind of like, oh, a breath of fresh air. Like I just need some alone time, some me time. But um, yeah, during the school year, that's usually when we're busy, though, too. So, yeah. All right. So who you I am with your uh, 14th round pick here? Um, I might go Trubisky here. I'm debating it. Um. I don't feel like any running backs are worth reaching for because, like, the highest running backs on my board now, like, in this range are Spencer Ware, Kenneth Dixon, Yeldon. Like, those are the guys who are on the board, and I just, I feel like you don't need to reach for, the, oh, BB10, he took Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is so great. Dude, you got to take Bortles now. If you want to win, you got to take don't him. Don't start with me. I'll go Dalton here. Uh, I, 
I don't like. Don't do that, dude. At least take Derek Carr. Don't take Dalton. No, I, I, Derek Carr is so overhyped, man. Like looking at his game logs, like I, I, when I do my boom bust and everything in between series, which I am doing again this year, um, people are. I'm gonna throw some stats out there on Derek Carr, and basically, he's had a couple big games in his career, but outside of that, he's been pretty bad. Last year was a fluke, man. He had a like a broken back, was didn't no, no, he? At some no, no, point? no, and no, then he, he had a, his leg he was hurt. Did. However, if even going back to the previous two years, like he hasn't been great. Like that's the thing is like a few big games propped him up. Oh no, Lamar sorry. Jackson went. Oh, Blake Bortles Vanilla was taken Wilts. by Jonathan Weber, and then Lamar Jackson right after. Vanilla Wilts. Man, Vanilla Wilt, I think, has sniped me even more than Jonathan Weber at this point. <laughs> um, you know what? I am going to reach, and I'm going to go get uh, Terrell Williams right now. I'm not playing any games. With this crew that's drafting against us, I'm not playing any games. I'm going strictly by my board. I'm not expecting anyone to fall. They're taking this all This is hilarious, man. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr went to pick after. So I took, uh, so when I, so Mitch Trubisky went, I took Dalton, then Eli Manning, then Bortles, then Jackson, then Bobby takes Tyrell Williams, and then Derek Carr. So we had a run of like six quarterbacks in a matter of eight picks. Yeah. And, and like the round before that, Alex Smith, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, wow. they went off the board really Tyrod's quick. Tyrod's still there, man. Tyrod is still there, and that's an incredible pick. And if you wanted a free pick, actually, like because you didn't take a quarterback, Case Keenum is actually a solid pick here. Yeah, and I actually like uh, Sam Bradford too. I don't. I think he could lose the job to Josh Rosen. I, I I think there's he's good, man. Sam Bradford's a good quarterback. He's always hurt though. He's always hurt, and that's the thing is like I they're they're both playing in a new offense here. I don't think that the Cardinals thought that they can get Rosen. That's why they traded yeah. up for him. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a new offense. Both of them are on the same page there. Didn't didn't Sam Bradford lead the league in completion percentage? Not last year, but the year that he was uh, he healthy. He set the record and he set the record in 2016. Then Drew Brees broke it in 2017. That's amazing. And he's and he's going at pick 206. I understand he's injury prone, but like there's some upside there. He was really good in week one last year. Yeah. No. He. <sighs> I'm not saying that Sam Bradford's a bad quarterback because like I was the one ridiculed by all my friends saying that Sam Bradford would eventually be an elite quarterback in this league because I really thought he would be, but injuries have derailed his career so much and the talent's still there, but yeah, it's, it's really tough. I just went Jordan Matthews with, uh, Keelan Cole still on the board. Keelan Cole was taken by Vanilla Wilt right after me. I was hoping to get both of them. I really should have taken Cole first, but I thought with the way this draft is going, people are going to take Jordan Matthews and I like him a little bit better. Yeah, no, Jordan Matthews. I, I definitely dig that pick and he would have been close on my board, honestly. Spencer um, Ware just taken by Jonathan Weber. That sucks. That's the last running back I wanted. Yeah, no, it's. It's getting down and dirty, man. Like this is where like the sleepers come into play, where people have heard the people that were targeting late in drafts. So I'm gonna go with T.J. Yeldon here. I'm just gonna handcuff Leonard Fournette. So the thing is, I think Yeldon's gonna have some standalone value uh, by himself in PPR formats. Like I don't think it's gonna be great, but we know Fournette's got some foot issues. We know he's missed some time, and uh, T.J. Yeldon is a very, very, very capable running back. So locking up both those, I'm kind of happy about yeah. it. Yeah. All right, who you taking with your next pick here? I, you know what? Mohamed Sanu had been sitting there. Like, so BB10, you got a steal on Mohamed Sanu at 1511. Like, that's a stupid value. The only reason I didn't take him is because I have Julio Jones, and I just felt like, eh. See, um, I don't think he's going to be really anything with Calvin Ridley there. No. And I liked Sanu a ton last year, but I'm a huge fan of Ridley as a rookie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like Ridley an awful lot, but I think Sanu, play, he's going to play that slot position still. So, supposedly, they were moving Calvin Ridley into the slot a little bit, too, and we know Julio Jones moves all over the field, so... It should be interesting to watch that offense. If they can get creative, it'd be really fun to watch. So I want to know who you're picking so I can start talking about my guy, because I'm really excited about my guy. Oh, man, I'm, I'm really torn here. And I've been starting to take this one guy. Um, no, I can't do that. Um, you're making me nervous, not, dude. I'm you're not, doing this on purpose. I'm not up just yet. 
So I can... Man, this is tough. Benjamin Watson, great pick at 16. I actually, that was one of the picks I was debating. Uh, but uh, so what I'm going to do here instead, I'm. it seems like the wide receivers are starting to come off the board a little bit. And like, I need, I only have five wide receivers. So I'm going to go, I'm going to take another Dolphins receiver and I might regret this, but I'm going Albert Wilson. And I'm going to talk about this one for a second, just because I feel the need to explain to people the reason why Albert Wilson might turn out to be a value. So Jarvis Landry last year, obviously commanded 161 targets. In that time period, like in that same season, Kenny Stills uh, totaled, I think it was 105 targets. And then you had Devontae Parker, who missed three full games and uh, almost a full other one, get up to 90, I think 95 or 97 targets. So you had Julius Thomas leave. You have Mike Kosicki, a, a rookie tight end coming in. You have Ryan Tannehill coming back. We know the defense is not very good. We know that the offensive line, they added a few pieces there. So looking at it, and some people are like, Danny Amendola is the one who's going to start there. Danny Amendola and Albert Wilson play the same position, but Albert Wilson can actually play outside if they need him to, whereas Amendola is slot only. You don't sign somebody to a three-year, $24 million contract if you're not going to use him. So Albert Wilson, I think he's a good late-round sleeper for you guys. I am all the way mad right now at Waterballer. He took Mike Wallace. I hate Mike Wallace in redraft leagues. I would never own him in a redraft league because you can't ever start him. Most of the time, <laughs> he's going to be a bum. Every once in a while, he's going to have a huge game. And you can't start him hoping for that huge game. Best ball, he's perfect for this, man. Did you see who Vanilla Wilt took right before you? Yes, I'm even madder about that. Go ahead, tell Even madder about that. Jalen Samuels, the tight end. Because here's the thing. If Le'Veon Bell goes down, Jalen Samuels might be the best tight end in all of football. <laughs> Which is weird to say because he's a running back. Um, but the thing is, if he's getting 20 touches... At tight end, it's just wrong, man. I got I get him in every single best ball league in the last round, and I should have known better. Yeah, some people have told me that, that they're like, you know, isn't is there something to that? And I, I know they've been having work out of that role. I just don't know if Le'Veon Bell goes down if they go with the one-back system anymore. I, I don't. It's hard to say because, like, Todd Haley leaving as the offensive coordinator, I don't know if it changes a whole lot. I, I mean, supposedly they're talking about running more no huddle, which would be awesome. For fantasy numbers, not that that you know Pittsburgh doesn't produce awesome fantasy numbers to begin with, but I think that favors a running back like Le'Veon Bell, who's in like great shape. By the way, I went uh, Terrell Pryor with my pick. I didn't tell you guys because I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I guess <laughs> I have to tell you my my whole team. He's got upside in, in round 16, so I don't mind doing it so much. I have so many wide receivers, I don't really need him if he's out. I should have taken Jordan Wilkins though because Q Ball 004 took him. <laughs> that was uh, another running back that I would have liked. So. Now I'm looking at, uh, I, Tags doesn't pick before me, so I can say it. I'm looking at reaching for Ryan Grant. Yeah, Ryan Grant I actually have on quite a few best ball teams. He's free. You get him with your last pick a lot. And I've had yeah. a few followers that they follow me on draft. And so when um, I get into a draft, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to draft with you. And they're like, dang it, you stole my pick of Ryan Grant late. Because like, I, I feel like if Andrew Luck is throwing well, his number two receiver, to get him in the last round, yeah, give me that. So you know how I had uh, two wide receivers through, I don't know what it was, eight rounds? I've now got seven wide receivers, and I'm about to take my eighth here. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I like to do that in best ball, though. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the preference thing. So it, it, it depends. So if you spend a lot of your early round picks on, let's let's say, running backs. Let's say you get three running backs in the first six rounds. Then you don't feel as compelled to, to, to draft more than four or five running backs. Whereas yeah. if you wait at running back, and let's say you only have one running back in the first six rounds, you're probably going to want to load up and take at least five or six of them. Uh, and, you know, it's that, it's that, that way with every position, where if you spend on Aaron Rodgers – Draft one other quarterback. You know, Rodgers, I mean, I don't want to bet on injury or anything like that, but if you get Rodgers and someone like Matt Ryan, you, those guys are going to start at all That's 16 perfect. games that they're healthy. Like, you don't have to worry about anybody being benched. 
Um, and then tight end, same thing. If you grab a Gronk or a Kelsey, you probably only need to get one more tight end because you've already used so much equity. You need to give yourself chances at those other positions. Jake Butt by Waterballer. That's a good pick too. I'm going to take an interesting one here, and it's a player that I've been recently hearing some good things about, and it's Elijah Maguire uh, from the Jets. Interesting. It, yeah. Recently, the running back coach from New York compared him to the Ladanian Tomlinson. Now, what? I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is that this kid's starting to get some hype. Bilal Powell, we know that the Jets are kind of like, meh. He's like a guy on their team, and they're going to use him some. But I'm not worried about Isaiah Crowell. Isaiah Crowell is not very good at football. Well, in, in terms of playing in the NFL, he's good at football, but not on the NFL stage. Elijah McGuire yeah. played pretty well last year. Um, he got some touches with Matt Forte and Bilal Powell on the roster, which means in his second year in the offense, he knows the offense. I just feel like he could, his role could grow and he can catch passes out of the backfield. So that's what I look for with the bench running backs, the guys who can catch passes and have, you know, they present some upside. You know, I did really well in draft last year um, in, in these best ball leagues because I had backup running backs like Kareem Hunt before, you know, obviously mm-hmm. before Spencer Ware went down. Uh, I had a lot of Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake. Obviously, those guys ended up awesome. So I'm all about getting the backup running backs here. That's who I'm planning on with my uh, 18th pick. Dags, who are you taking? Oh, I'm, I'm torn here. I mean, I have six running backs now. I, I, I'm not in love with my running backs in this team. And I have six wide receivers. I love my wide receivers. But as we know, we start three wide receivers. On draft format, you start three receivers, two running backs, and you have a flex spot. So this one, I'm going to go with the upside play. Just take like the the guy that nobody's really drafting, <laughs> Taylor Gabriel, in the Bears offense. Good call. If for whatever reason that he turns out to be the guy who who takes over that 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 role that we've talked about, that is Tyreek Hill. It's very possible. Well, what if it's Kevin White though? I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not possible because Kevin White's a lot more talented than Taylor Gabriel, and he's still sitting there. I don't. I don't know if Kevin White makes the roster. If I'm being honest. Uh, okay. like, well, hopefully the Jags pick him up if that's the case. I think that he because he would be our number one wide receiver probably. <laughs> no, Marquise Lee's <laughs> I'm just the, Marquise Lee's that guy, and I actually think Marquise Lee is a is a solid draft pick right now. And I'm looking back at it, Bobby. I probably should have gone with another tight end. I guess that's one there's, of the, there's some good ones out there too. Yeah, there are, and that's the thing is like I I think about that and I'm like. I probably should have because Trey Burton and Jack Doyle, while I like those guys, it's just like I don't have like a, a for sure thing at tight end. So I probably should have took a third tight end instead of taking Gabriel there. Um, for our listeners, which tight end would you have taken? Are you talking like uh, Vernon Davis or um, Dallas Goddard, maybe reaching all the way down for Nick Van I would have went with, probably with Vernon Davis um, just because I feel like Vernon Davis, if something happens to Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis is tight end one. He's got chemistry with Alex Smith already. They yeah, know each agreed. other. He's really good. Um, I'm... I'm Nick uh, or Vance McDonald is someone that I've been taking a lot late in drafts as a tight end. I like Blake Jarwin as my number three tight end if I don't get Jalen Samuels. Was Vance McDonald taken in ours? I I don't know because I don't see him. Yeah, I didn't see him either. That's why I was wondering because he's definitely someone that I would look to draft. By the way, the backup uh, running back that I took is Justin Jackson. Nice. I I like John Kelly more as a talent. I think Justin Jackson has a better chance to play because Todd Gurley is super durable. Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon has sticks for legs. And uh, Justin Jackson is very good. I think he can be great behind that offensive line. So I'm taking a shot here. I'd say uh, 10% chance that it works out. If it does, he might win me my league. I like it, man. I, I like Justin Jackson. I like John Kelly. Is, is like Those are the guys that you stick on the end of your best ball bench. And if something happens to one of those starters, like seriously, you just hit yeah. gold. And that's I like to get both of them. Yeah. 
No, no, it, that's the thing. So for who, everyone who participated in this league, I know we talked about a lot of the names, and even if we didn't, like seriously, thank you for participating with us. Uh, hopefully we could do this again sometime. Uh, I have a whole lot of fun. and if you, I had a blast. This was great. Yeah, and if you guys are listening at home, like remember, we have that promo now where it's like if you sign up and you deposit 10 bucks, you get to play with that 10 bucks. So it's not like you're giving up $10 for this. And then you get a free upgrade with Fantasy Pros for six months, which includes all the DFS tools, all of our premium articles, all that stuff. So seriously, check out Draft. Uh, go through the link through our site bobby you got that you got that uh fantasypros.com slash offer or if you have already got the six month upgrade just go ahead and extend it fantasypros.com slash extend if you deposit 10 bucks to draft you'll get extended for six months it's our highest premium package all the tools all the sports for six months going to carry you right through fantasy football season uh now tags we've got our projections out here after you do a draft on draft uh, it tells you only your who's score to win the league. It tells you what's that? It only tells me my score on on mine. Does it? Oh, really? Okay, I've got all the projections right here, and uh, right now it says that um, you were gonna beat me, and it says that BB10X has the best team by a ton. So let's go ahead and look at his team. He's got Mariota, Trubisky, Flacco, his uh, running backs: Melvin Gordon, Alex Collins, Tevin Coleman, Marshawn Lynch, Devonta Booker. Wide receivers: Mike uh, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. Pierre Garcon, Aguilar, Kenny Galladay, Mohamed Sanu, Jared Go- uh, Jared Cook at tight end, Benjamin Watson, Hayden Hurst. That's a good team. Uh, I think I will probably end up liking Vanilla Will or Jonathan Weber's team more, maybe Waterballer because they sniped us a lot more, but yeah. that's a good team. No, for sure. And that's the thing is like you can experiment in so many different ways. I think best ball prepares you for your actual draft when you get to it and you get a pulse on where, you know, where everyone is now, granted your home leagues might be different and you know, your home leagues might be like some of mine where it's like some people will laugh at you taking Royce Freeman in the fifth or sixth round because like, Oh, who's this guy? You know, blah, blah. But you know, it gives you an idea as to where players should go. And if you can get values on them in your home league drafts, great. It's just like, it's, you know, there's, there's some money on the line. You don't have to do it for too much. They have $1 ones. They have $5, $10, whatever you guys need. They have, those and it just gives you this this practice that it will translate into your season long stuff i promise okay so i'm looking at these teams here uh the teams i mentioned all have a couple holes like uh jonathan weber i'm not the biggest fan of his um of his tight ends like he went delaney walker luke wilson that's a little bit risky for me uh water baller um not the biggest fan of his wide receivers adam thielens is number one will fuller's his number three randall cobb who's uh, wearing a boot right now makes me a little bit nervous um, Dirty Randy actually has my favorite team. Nice. I I mean, my team, I, I dig my team that I drafted. Um, I really do. I, I wish my running backs were a little stronger, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm really strong everywhere else where, and I still have, at least I, yeah. I have four net there. So, I mean. Who, who do you have? Tell us your team. Uh, my team is Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Andy Dalton, the quarterback. My running backs, Leonard Fournette, Royce Freeman, Jamal Williams, Deontay Freeman, uh, TJ Yeldon, and Elijah McGuire running back. So, like I said, that's probably my weak point. My wide receivers, Julio Jones, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, Albert Wilson, and Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. My tight ends, Trey Burton and Jack Doyle. All right, here's my team. You guys just heard tags. If you want, you can go back and rewind. We need you to tell us on Twitter who won this draft between Tags and I. I got Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. Running backs, Mark Ingram, Darius Geis, Marlon Mack, Duke Johnson, James White, and Justin Jackson. Um, So I've got two safer guys there with Johnson and White. Um, They're going to have some big games here and there. Marlon Mack is a big upside play. We'll see what happens until week four, but I think I'll, I'll be able to hold it down. And then wide receiver, this is where it gets better. Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson, Chris Godwin, Terrell Williams, Jordan Matthews, Terrell Pryor, Ryan Grant. 
And then at tight end, Kyle Rudolph, OJ Howard. Yeah, no, that's not bad, man. Like, this will be fun. We're going to mention this throughout the year. We'll try and check this league because I do have it titled uh, for the podcast live. So we'll reference this league throughout and let you guys know who's winning as the season goes on and kind of go from there. And Bobby, I know we're going to be doing a a fun, we're going to be doing a bet and we figured out how we're going to do it. Bobby and I are going to draft against each other. And this is going to be closer to the season. I think we're going to do it in August where we're going to draft against each other. And the loser of that bet is going to have to do uh, something that they don't want to do. Uh, we're discussing this. Let's save those details. Yeah. Let's save the details until August when a, a ton of people are listening. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad we sorted this out. Absolutely. This is fun. All right, man. Well, that's all for today's show. Again, thank you to Draft for sponsoring today's show. And uh, make sure to jump in and do one of these best ball leagues. If you haven't already, deposit fantasypros.com slash offer. Get yourself a free six-month upgrade to Fantasy Pros or fantasypros.com slash extend. For Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.